Might even have a tune player in sooner. Don't take the piss yet. Hello and welcome back to the long-awaited return of Jory's FPL. My name is Dan, I'm one half of Jory's FPL, and I'm joined by the other half of Jory's FPL, Stephen. Stephen, how are you, pal? I'm Sam, cheers. Feels like it's been a long time since the last one. Must be about three or four weeks now. It has, mate. Uh, we've had a few little in-between misses where we've went two weeks without podding, but this is definitely the longest we've been since since we started the podcast, but it's all for good reason, pal. It is. The young and how's he getting on? Yes, young Henry is definitely, definitely in the world. And if you can hear any croakiness or tiredness in my voice, then you have to blame him. And if you do hear any tears in the background, I can assure you that it's not just because I've had a terrible FPL week. It will be him. But don't worry, the girlfriend is on hand. He's not downstairs in his crib by himself or anything like that. He is being looked after carefully. And please tell us you've got a second account running for him already. Oh, yeah. You know, it's not even a bad idea, you know. Just something <laughs> stupid or like when he's like one or something like that and he might be interested in the phone, just get him to press random buttons and watch him <laughs> put Dennis Captain, even though and his dad's telling him not he. And watch him do better than half a Geordie SPL. <laughs> well, wouldn't take much, to be honest with you. But uh, it's, it's been a little while, mate. I, I hope we haven't lost you now, our listeners and that because they're sick of the inconsistency. But we're back. I was. I used to work a Tuesday before Christmas. I don't work a Tuesday night anymore. So those pods are going to be out earlier in the week, giving people more time to digest the information and all the statistics that were hiding at them. And it's a surefire way to finish in the top 10k. That's the goal, isn't it? It's just nice to start talking about football again, to be honest. It's been a long few weeks. I mean, the January transfer window was very interesting for us. But separate of that, there's not really been much going on at the minute, has there? Nah, the FA Cup's been here, there and everywhere and there's still been postponements. But I don't know if this is me just being an optimist, but I don't, and there's probably no science behind it, but it feels like the postponements aren't going to come as much now. It feels like every team's had a turn, so surely they're going to be it's going to be normal fixture lists played. I don't know. Burnley, like, enjoy, like they enjoy postponing these fixtures, don't they? Ugh. And uh, I just, I'm trying to think of a few teams that haven't had any. Man City, I'm not sure if they've had a postponement yet, but no, they haven't. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just praying now. You know, we're sort of coming to the back end of winter now. You know, COVID sort of dies down in the in the warmer weather. So I'm just hoping that these game weeks just stay ten fixtures or whatever it may be. I'm sure we'll get into that, and just every team plays, and then there's just no more. Because I think that's probably why me and you both, although we weren't podding anyways, because of the baby, of course. I think it was a bit shit anyways because you'd set yourself up for a 10-game a podcast and you'd end up only covering six games and whatnot and just FPL just took a back seat, really. Yeah, I've got to say I fell out of love a little bit with it over the last couple of months just due to the postponements. I've been more interested in Fantasy Champ Man, which says it all, really, doesn't it? Well, that's it. If you're more interested in a fictional game that happened 20 years ago rather than the real goings-on, then it says it all, really. But we'll get into this. Let's talk a little bit away from FPL to start off with. The recent news, the January transfer window. I'm going to ask you to go bold here. Which team had the best window? Well, there's not many teams that actually had a window just in general, is there? Um, Aston Villa had a decent one. 
Coutinho and Dinier coming in for them. Obviously, we know Newcastle had a very decent one. Just maybe lacks one more forward out of their signings, I would say. Um, but separate of that, not really any other teams doing much business, which is a surprise for January because a lot of teams normally take risk and gamble with some of their signings. Don't know how you felt well, yeah, about that's it. it. Oh, definitely, yeah. I mean, in terms of ins, you might want to look at it and say, oh, Everton have had a kind of transfer window, Van der Beek and Deli Allian, but they are just two unproved players who you just don't know what you're going to get from them. So they might be excited about something. I'd, I'm certainly not excited for them at the moment. Newcastle fans have definitely got to be excited, although I'm hearing a lot of noise, you know, this Bruno Gamarej, which I think is the correct way to pronounce it. But mm-hmm. let's be honest, I'd, I'd love to... St- someone to talk with and who's telling me how amazing he is how many Leon games they watched last season or have watched this season because I can guarantee you it won't be many people are just making up these assumptions based on probably his FIFA rate no because they've read a newspaper article by the sun or some other shite and that is amazing but we'll just have to wait and see not every player can climatize to the Premier League as others can but you've got to get excited with that kind of signing. It's just oh. not like New- Newcastle to make that kind of signing. A lot of teams after him plays regularly in the Champions League, playing for Brazil as well, which he got a nice little assist the other day, I've seen. So it, that, yeah. it is one to get excited about, although we don't know much about him as of yet. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think the two teams that I've got to be most pleased with their business is Aston Villa and Newcastle. Man, uh, sorry, Liverpool might be a little bit... Buzzing that get that Luis Diaz from Porto. Again, I haven't seen much of him. Um, he looks they're good. Just, they're sna- yeah, they snapped it off Tottenham's heels or off Tottenham's toes, I mean, in the very, very light dying minutes. So they'll probably be feeling a little bit smug about that one as well. So, yeah, excited. But where does he fit in? I know we're going off on a little bit of a tangent here, but what, what's what's the crack there? Because, I mean, at the minute, it's a little bit hard to get Jota and Firmino in. Now they're looking at Luis Diaz. Is, is he just going to be... Jota Esque just starts off by just coming on 20 on minutes scene. here and there, or yeah, I think he's the long term um, replacement for Manny. I think he's about 30 now, isn't he? So, in the long term, he will replace Manny on the left. But for now, you're definitely right in what you're saying. He's going to be similar to Jota, he's going to be on the bench, bringing them on, probably play in the cup games and, and in Europe as well. But I tell you what, it is a cracking signing for them. Um, I've seen him play against Man City and he, he tore it up against them. And obviously they're, they're a cracking team just themselves. So to play well against them, I think that's what's pushed them to make the move. But it does always feel with Spurs that they always miss out on the the, uh, the first choice that they go for in the transfer window, which I'm sure yeah. Conte is not going to be very happy about. Yeah, cast me mind back to the Williams saga. I can remember that when he was had a medical and things at um, Tottenham, and then he ended up going to Chelsea. I think they've been mm-hmm. stung with that a fair few times. I think over the years. Yeah, I think it's a, yeah. a lot of the time. It's just because the uh, Levy, he's he's dead tight, isn't he? He's, with him when he's trying to sign a player, it must be difficult for the clubs involved um, that are selling the players to him because he pushes for everything till it's the correct move, and then sometimes he just ends up losing out. Yeah, and he's ended up with a Belton deal getting rid of Deli Ali as well for potentially forty million. I mean, maybe it's five years ago you would have said that ballpoint figure, but wow, the last few years you wouldn't have been anywhere near it. That's it. I mean, out of Ali Van der Beek, Coutinho, would you say any of them are gonna revive their careers? Oh, it's a tough one. You think Van der Beek could have a good second half this season and because he's still, what is he, like 21, 22, I don't think he'll go at Manchester United and do anything, but he could go on and have a decent career. 
Deli Ali, it just feels like he's too far gone at the moment, but I'm sure he could end up being a brilliant FPL asset. I mean, we stupidly put him in the air in a thread at the start of the season about players who could have been amazing. That hasn't turned out well, but I imagine he might have dropped a few dropped a few um, points in value there, so he might be worth getting in if he starts hitting a nice little run of form. My worry with them too is I just don't see how they can both play together in the same team. And you've got Dukuri in there as well. It's going to be a tough one. And Allen. So I think you can play one of them with a Dukuri allen midfield, but I don't think them two can be in the same midfield together, in the same position, pretty much. Lampard must have something up his sleeve to try and get them both in. But right. this is another brave prediction I'm asking you. Who would be the best signing? I think in the long term, Luis Diaz is going to be the best signing. Uh, in the short term, I've got to be very happy with Dan Burn, to be honest. We needed a centre-back more than anything, didn't we? So, I'm happy we yeah. got one. Yeah, very true, very true. I think players like that, like the short-term signings like that could be... It's, it's sort of what teams need. It's definitely what we needed. I think that, yeah, I kind of go much further. Even Trippier in the short-term is going to just yeah. give Newcastle that boost, that confidence, that bit of leadership at the back that we've been so desperate for. Definitely. Um, so... I mean, we've talked about Deli Ali. We've talked about some important players already. Newcastle, we've talked about a little bit as well. But rate their window out of ten. Come on, what are you saying? What, gonna... what, what could, what, what more could you have wanted? What were you more expecting on deadline day? I'm going to give it a strong eight out of ten. I would have given them a ten if Greenwood wasn't a dirty bastard, and we got Aye. Jesse Lingard in on loan. I would have definitely given her a ten. I think we just lack uh, that goal threat still up the top, but. You've got to be happy with, what, five signs, is it? You've got to be happy with that. It's yeah. not like we've ever had this in the past. We've spent nearly £100 million. It's unbelievable what to what we're used to get. A little bit on the Jesse Lingard. Do you generally think that the Greenwood saga that's going on, and by the way, fucking throw away the key and lock him up for life, in my opinion, um, is the reason that Lingard didn't get his move? Because there's talk about Rangnick and Lingard having fallen out. I know Martial went away as well, so that could have had an impact, but... It does seem like, because of all the goings on that actually happened on deadline day, because he was going and he wasn't, and then he was complaining, and then he wasn't. It seems like that the Greenwood goings on has had a big impact on whether he came or not, which is a bit of a shame, really. It is, especially when he wants to get game time for the World Cup coming up. But I seen Ranić's interview earlier on today, and he did say the reason why he didn't let him go on loan was because of the Greenwood saga. So it's a shame that, because he's... Potentially going to be punished now, and he's not going to he's not going to play much between now and the end of the season. Fair enough, he might be on the bench quite a bit, but I can't see him in the starting lineup. Nah, not at that stage of a career. I mean, everyone thinks of Jay, Jay Lings as he likes to call himself as a young, and because of the way maybe he acts and how he, I mean, he looks young as well. But twenty nine. Let's not get away from yeah. Let's not get away from the fact that he is nearly thirty years old. You know <laughs> what I mean? He's not got much playing time left. He's probably only got one big contract left, and. He's going to have to get that in the summer if he wants it. He would have been loved up here and all, but I do hope we we'll go back in in the summer for him, even if it's just a short-term two-year contract or something like that. Yeah, well, that's enough on the January transfer window. I think we'll just have to wait and see, see if those new signings for Newcastle, in our opinions, make a big difference. I mean, we have signed five players. That's almost half a team, so just have to wait and see. Mate. I'm getting a little bit of optimism on Tyneside, I would say. Definitely. Let's move on to our current rank and what chips usage so far this season on FPL. Um, how we're doing as an overall rank at the minute? How did we get on in the latest game week, which 
was a shocker for me anyways. <laughs> don't know how you got on. <laughs> <laughs> I had an absolute stinker as you can as you can imagine. I, oh Christ, I've just looked, we gave me rank was six point nine million. Wow. I didn't even know there was that many people playing. <laughs> but um regardless of that, I only dropped seven K. Um actually how? since game week sixteen. I know, amazing. How's that work out? Between from game week sixteen, I've actually spent the whole time in between the ranks of twenty five K and thirty five K. I'm still thirty-two k nice. now. I, I, I really not sure what happened. I'm, I'm with a lot of people there. I, I made that brilliant decision to captain Dennis, which went absolutely fantastic. I know <laughs> on the last podcast, although it may have been a little while ago, I was saying how buzzing I am that he's not going to the African Cup of Nations. I fucking wish he had a went new. <laughs> but uh, I, I'm still, still thirty-two k, mate. Still hanging on in there. Uh, how are you getting on? My uh, game week rank for twenty-three was six point two mil. Somehow I've Don't actually it. dropped further than you, even though I got a better game week rank. So I've went from 189k to 207 somehow. But Jesus, wow. that that what if I double up up top, man? Who put that in my head? Probably myself. It was just a rotten idea. Yeah, <laughs> they played Norwich and Burnley and did not score one goal, mate. And they were, their players were captained by active players. I would probably say well over 50%. Aye, definitely. I would agree. I mean. There was rumours Dennis wasn't going to play before the game week, wasn't there? Someone was spreading shite, but I just wish I listened to him now, to be honest. <laughs> did you captain Dennis in the end, or did you go king? I went king. I thought uh, they might get a pen. That's the only reason I went with them, but hey, that was a shocking week. 30 points I got. Um, I can't really say anything more about the game week. It was that bad. Yeah, it was a stinger, but at least it was a week where everyone had a stinger, so it didn't really matter that much. The, the, I mean, I would say that icing on the cake, but it was the first thing, obviously, of the game week. The Watford-Norwich game was a Friday night, and seeing that Foster had COVID, I was like, oh, you know what it is, it's just, just taking the piss. And then I seen that De Gea had kept a clean sheet, who was on my bench, and I was like, you know Foster's going to concede against Burnley, which he didn't. He got the six points, so I can't grumble too much. Uh, into the next few weeks coming up, though, Chips, it's chip season. Everyone's talking about chips. What have you got remaining, mate? I've got them all intact at the moment. Not used any so far. Um, so it needs a little bit of plan coming up because we know there's a few double game weeks on the horizon. Um, and there's some blank game weeks as well. So what better time to use some of these chips? But yeah, I don't know what to do at the minute with them, to be honest. The free hits, the, the confusing one, because you've got two. I just don't know when to use it. It's going to be some crazy weeks coming up. I think people are eyeballing Game Week 26 for obvious reasons. I mean, we'll talk more in depth about the fixtures for Game Week 26 probably next, next week, week on the podcast. Yeah. Right. Um, people are looking at Game Week 30 because of the way the FA Cups drew, where all the strong teams seem to have drawn against the weaker team. If right. you are then surmising that the favourites are going to win in those games, there's a good chance Game Week 30 only contains about three or four fixtures. Which, although people will use that, think that's a defensive way to use a free hit. If you're walking into that with three players, then there's a well, it probably makes a lot of sense that you're going to get ground over players who have used the free hit. So it makes sense to use a free hit there. There's going to be some other tasty doublers towards the end of the season. Again, depending on how teams progress, but nothing's confirmed yet except for game week 26. I, if I had two. I might chance game week 26. I'm in the position I've only got one, although I am very jealous of people that got two now. Is 26 really a free hit option? I don't know if it's tasty enough. What do you think? 
It's difficult to say at this moment. Uh, I mean, the triple captaincy option that week for Salah, them yeah. two fixtures, oh, yeah. Norwich at home and Leeds at home. It just might be too much to sway you to, to use the free hit. Um, I mean, even if you did use the free hit, a lot of people are going to be on triple Liverpool anyways. So are you going to make so much ground on it? Probably not. So I think the triple captaincy is going to be the best option that week, which we'll speak about more yeah. next week as well, I'm sure. Yes, yes, we definitely will, definitely will. And of course, we've still both got a wild card and bench boost intact. Now, I've tried to be clever and years gone by where I've wild carded. And then the next game week, I know is a big double as. So I've wild carded a team that looks okay for that week. But then I know that the double as for the next week are really good. And I'll try and get 15 of my players who have got a double so that you can bench boost and then that's how you get all your points. However, with all this COVID going on, all these postponements, apparently you can postpone now and it's one COVID case, but if you've got 10 injuries, then that's fine. You can get a postponement, which is mental. It feels like planning for that is going to be a little bit more riskier this year and I probably wouldn't be thinking about doing that till the back ends. I mean, I think we're expecting a decent-sized double in either 33 or 36, which is a very late time to use your wildcard. But That's it. I think people just need to be mindful of that last wildcard, not to just jump straight into it, unless, obviously, that team is in absolute disarray. Yeah, I, I would be hanging on to wildcards and bench boosts at the moment. I think the biggest double game week of the season is meant to be game week 36, like you said. So is it actually worth holding on to your wildcard for that long? It's something that that could easily change. The, the it's not set in stone, is it? So it could end up being um, a double game week for teams that you don't even really want to pick players from. So it's difficult one yeah. to, to decide what to do. But having all these chips in hand should be advan- advantageous coming up, anyways. Yeah, and to be fair, FPL have done it quite well, giving people a second one because I would say in the next few from now until the end of the season, there seems to be three game weeks that look like the good free hit weeks so anyone who's used a free hit already myself included are at a loss because i think that there's going to be three game weeks to really attack so if you've got two well done keep a hold of them probably ride through 26 your triple captains there there's going to be some nice fixtures Mohamed salah is going to be his effective ownership is going to be probably over 200 percent, which i haven't seen before but i wouldn't be surprised if that was the case um, if, pe- if people can get them back in the team so yeah, if you can ride 26 out without using your free hit, 30 and 36 look like the best times to use them so yeah, very jealous of anyone who is in that position, although my free hit did do me okay, I am very very jealous. Well, that, that rams up the chips talk, um, we'll go into game week 24 preview now um, which it's been what, two weeks or two and a half weeks since the last game week, so yeah, it has been a while, but it does feel daft to talk about game week 24 when there is double game weeks around the corner. But this week, there are some very tasty home fixtures for the big teams, which I'm sure we'll get into. But how is your FPL team looking at the moment? How am I looking at the moment? Actually, I'm not looking too bad. I'm going into this game week with two free transfers. I have used one, which I've done to get the price rises, which actually I have got one out of, so I can't complain too much. I've already made a transfer. Charlie Taylor, I'm not actually sure what I was thinking of. I was trying to be clever knowing that Burnley, I was knowing that Burnley had some doubles coming up, but then loads of people had doubles, and then they got postponed anyways, and then he was injured, so he actually never featured for me once. I got him in straight, I got him out for Luca Dean, which I think, looking at the fixtures, is a great option. However, I'm also mindful that there's doubles coming up, which weren't announced when I'd done that. So 
Aston Villa probably are due a double at some point, but they don't have anything confirmed yet. Game week 26 isn't a double for them, which I'm a little bit annoyed at because I could have got a doubler in. But, I mean, their fixtures coming up. Leeds, Newcastle, Watford, Brighton, Southampton's the next five. I mean, I'm not complaining. Yeah. Um, but I have got one transfer left. I am thinking about... I mean, my team at the moment, I've got De Gea and Goal. This is my starting 11 for next week. Mm-hmm. De Gea and Goal. Soufal, Cancelo, Dinier, TAA. Midfield three's got Salah in at the moment because I wasn't sure what I was doing with him, but obviously he'll come out. Um, Salah, Saka and Bowen. Then the front three is Dennis, Ronaldo and Watkins. Um, Livermento being back is obviously a big boost, not that I'm playing him this week. Um, but he's on the bench alongside Ramsey and Gundogan. Gundogan's going to be the one that makes way for me, but that'll probably be for a double in game week 26. But in terms of this week, I, I'm quite confident, you know, none of my players are playing anyone in the top four. The hardest one I've got really is Dennis at West Ham, but he could easily come out for Ramsey at Leeds, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, I'm looking okay for this week. I can't begrudge you too much. I'm just sort of trying to plan ahead for the next few weeks, but it's hard yeah. to do when you don't know what's actually happening. That's it. I mean, we, we need to mention that we don't want to overlook the, the teams that have got a good single game week as well, because Aston Villa have got good single game weeks, I think up till game week 30 at this point, so you can't mm-hmm. complain bringing Dinia in because he might still outscore some of the double game week players as we've seen in the past when we've brought it. Like yeah, for yeah. me, I brought in Gray a few weeks, like a few game weeks ago. He's done jack shit since he's come in. Even that double game week was terrible because I don't think he ended up playing the second game in the end. So that's right. I best not overlook them. But my team at the minute is looking quite good this week. Um, a lot of them are home, easy home games as well. So I've got Mart- Martinez uh-huh. in net, Region, Chancelo, Trent, Dawson at the back, who've all got home games. Bowen, Jota, Gray, and Foden midfield and then I've got King and Watkins up front um, with a bench of Sanchez who misses this game week and then we've got Smithrow, Dennis and Livermento so not looking too bad at all. I mean I did have the, the plan of taking Smithrow out with them having a few blank game weeks but Arsenal are one of the better double game weeks in 26. They've got two home fixtures I believe. Um, yes so, they do. So I think I'm going to hold on to Smithrow for now and I do really need to get one of them Watford boys out at some point, probably Dennis, because he's more expensive. Yeah, he kind of be sitting there with double Watford up top now that nah. um now not that e- the double has have gone. Not even the double for Watford's even interesting is because with Roy Hodgson coming in, I can see them being defensively solid, but maybe not as good offensively. So I just kind of sit with two Watford players up top. I mean, nah. instead of te- instead of taking Smith Roy, I've I've got two free transfers just to mention. Um, instead of taking Smith, how much money you got in the bank there, um, Stephen? Because it didn't sound like you had any premium assets in there. I've got a lot of cash in the bank. Like I'll just double check. It's. 9.4 mil at the minute in the bank. Wow, that's, just, wow. that, that's just because I took Ronaldo out for, for Dennis last week or two weeks ago. Wise choice. Wise choice. Um, but yeah, Gray is probably the other one that's going to be the fall guy. So I might let him go. But I'm just unsure what to do at the minute because I don't want to go back to Ronaldo again because it's just daft switching to and from Ronaldo all the time, which I've done quite a bit this season. I'm thinking yeah. Bruno in for Gray. But wow. But he's got he's flagged at the minute. But I think he came out and said he's likely to play the day. So it is a difficult one. But I do think he's the best captaincy option next week for their double, which they've got Southampton and Brighton at home. So if yeah. I do get if I do get him in, he's also a placeholder for Salah. Yeah. So so interestingly, are you looking forward in playing 
maybe obviously you can't look too far forward and you've got a wild card up your sleeve. Are you going into these games between now and probably game week 30 just with the thought of having one premium asset? Yeah, that's all I'm looking at at the yeah. moment. I don't think I'm going to go for okay, two anymore. Um, I, at the moment, it's the, the forwards. The Most of the forwards are the premium ones, but they're not really doing much. Just forwards in general aren't doing, doing much in the game. I know Kane's a good option coming up, but I've griefed him enough this season. I don't think I can go back to him anytime soon. No, yeah, because I mean, I'm sitting there with Salah and Ronaldo. Ronaldo was probably looking on his way out. I would have moved the money elsewhere. I'm not really sure what I would have done. Maybe Son could have came back in at some point, but I'm not quite sure what their fixtures are coming up. But with that game week 25 double, I think people are going to try and get three Man U assets in there. Southampton and uh, sorry, Southampton and Brighton both at home in game week 25. Actually, to be fair, game week 25 will probably be over by the time that we next get on the record, so we can probably talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Um, but then I don't want to break my team. So I'm looking there, as I says I've got Gundogan. I'm looking maybe I want to get a player in that's got a double. I don't want to be getting Trossard in knowing that game week 26 when everyone's going to be getting those advantages that I've used the transfer just to hop him in and hop him out. I'm not sure what to do in there, but I do want to move Ronaldo on. I do want to move the money around. But the fixtures are too nice for me at the moment. And I'm just the question is, do I want to get a Man United defender in, to be honest with you? But I don't think I do. I'm looking at that. Have you got still got the gear? At the moment, I do, yes. I, I'm looking at bringing a defender in. I cannot bring in De Gea because uh, Sanchez has got a double game week that week, so it'd be pointless doing that transfer. And I didn't yeah. want to spend too much money on the keepers, so I am thinking of taking Dawson out for potentially Varane. I would have went Dallo, but I know Juan Bissaka's fit at the minute, so I think that could that game time could end up being shared out a little bit. Um, so I'm looking at Varane just because I think he'll be the most nailed. Um, but I don't know if I really even fancy going for Manu defenders. It's just I don't want to. I don't want to feel like I'm missing out at the same time because I could easily pick up a clean sheet in one of them games. Yeah, and those fullbacks really are going in and out, in and out, aren't they? I mean, we've talked about it a little bit. I mean, how how highly owned was Luke Shaw at the start of the season, and far, he's not even in the team now. It's I rough. think we talked on one of our um, pre-season pods. He was the most in the, the most man. owned in the yeah yeah, but he was the main man in the Euros, and he was the most highest owned player. Yeah, that's changed Crazy. a lot, hasn't it? Tellers has come in and done quite well as well, but you still kind of trust any of their, their uh, full-backs at the minute. So Varane is going to be someone I'm going to potentially look at, but I just need to decide what I want to do with this game week first. I'm still unsure what to do at the minute. Captaincy options is another one. There's, there's, a lot of them, there's a lot of them this week, but there's no standout. That's another thing that's up in the air. Have you got yours on yeah, anyone I'm... in particular at the moment? Ah. Um, when I made my DNA transfer, which was obviously we've talked that the last game week was some time ago, um, I had it on. I've got it on Bowen at the moment, mm. um, and he's playing Watford. But then, as you've spoken before, Roy Hodgson, defensive minded, he shows up those defences very nicely. It's probably not the greatest option at the moment. Looking at it, if you were anybody else looking at my team, you'd say, well, Captain Ronaldo, like he's away to Burnley. It doesn't matter if he's away; it's Ronaldo and it's Burnley. But it just doesn't seem like the best option at the moment. It, <laughs> It wouldn't even be too bad of an idea to go for Cancelo at Brentford. I know you've had success for him with him as your captain this season. Yeah, he's got the armband at the moment for me. Um, really? With Jota vice-captain, so that's what I'm looking at yeah. at the moment. One of them, Leicester, look really poor at the moment. Obviously missing a lot of players. Um, and you got beat 4-1, I think, off Nottingham Forest on the weekend. So if that's anything to go by, 
Jota is definitely a good captaincy option um, with Salah yeah. unlikely to play as well. I don't, when I say unlikely to play, I, I mean start. He's likely to be on the bench, I think, still. On Wednesday? Yeah, I think he'll still be on the bench. Is he not come back now, is he not? Well, I mean, they only played last night. I can't imagine they'd get over that quick and things like that. But, you, I mean, you could, you could be right, to be honest. He is this yellow flag at the moment, but I can't imagine him being in the uh, in the lineup this week. I, I even thought that game week 25 might have been a little bit of a push for him, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But I hope not, because it's Burnley, and then that's obviously Norwich and Leeds after that. That would have been quite nice. Yeah. I just think they need him with, obviously, Manny probably going to get back even later than him. I do think they'll need him, so I think he'll be on the bench. But... Still could do well with Jota, Firmino and Minamino and or Diaz even if he, if he's fit. Yeah, it's not even a bad shot either. What's Diaz came in on FPL by the way? Just that was curiosity. I mean, I've got absolutely no intentions of buying him. I guess at eight. You're guessing eight. I can tell you it is eight. Well done, mate. Nice. But he's got a gashed leg at the moment, so he's yellow flagged. Aye. Whatever, so he, whatever that means. So he could he could easily be on the bench as well. Um, I mean, Salah's a, a tough decision at the minute, isn't it? I know you've held on to them for quite some time, um, pretty much all of the time, but a lot of people, are, I'm sure, are getting a bit sick that he's not, not playing and they're holding all of that money in him at the moment. I think if you've held on to him this long, you've just got to keep a hold of him now, haven't you? I mean, That's I've it. braved it because I had fires in my team. It's It's... Obviously, I've not got any points from him, but I've done okay. I've I've kept I've kept pace. He's obviously he's um his price has absolutely rocketed downwards. It's absolutely crashed. I mean, what we're looking at now, he was thirteen point one at one point. He's down to twelve point seven, but that's just going to go straight back up because he's halved in price, halved in ownership. Sorry, so he's just going to fly up in the prices once again. And then, I mean, everyone's going to be getting him in for game week twenty six on there. Let's be honest. Surely. Surely, it's got, it's got, it's got to be the, the main one that week. Separate of that, who do you think will actually do well this week in terms of the teams for Game Week 24? Well, I, th- I think you've got to earmark the obvious ones. Yeah, I think you've got to get some goals out of Liverpool, no problems whatsoever. I th- I, although I've got Dini in, I am expecting Leeds to score against Aston Villa. However, you know, we're, Leeds are well-known to not be very good at defending set-pieces. Digne is well-known being very good at taking set-pieces. Um, I mean, I've talked about West uh, Watford defensively being a little bit stronger with Hodgson in charge now, but the West Ham boys could still go there and score two or three after a poor performance against big old Kidderminster Harriers on the weekend. Um <laughs> Arsenal, they've had a little break because they've not. They've obviously got knocked out in the same round as Newcastle, so they had no game midweek. So Saka could do something. I think. I think it's going to be a week for the big teams. Man City have obviously got Brentford. I think it's going to be a week for the big teams. And yeah, just trust their players. Don't try and be funny and try and be clever. I think you just need to trust the big boys this week. I yeah. think it could be a high-scoring game week this week. To be honest, Stephen, considering last week's average was thirty, I think. 35, I think we could be looking at 50-55 this week. Yeah, no, I agree. I think it's going to be a good week for the big teams. Um, All of the top six have got nice, easy home games. So, yeah, it could be a really good week. Uh, Hopefully start making my way back through the ranks again because I'm sick of dropping out at this point. Definitely. I mean, we're coming at captaincy options this week a little bit. Do you have any set in stone transfer plans? That's what's still up in the air for me at the moment. I'm thinking about bringing in Fernandes for Gray. Um, and then Dennis yeah. could be 
going out for someone else but I'm just not sure who to bring in for Dennis the forward options just don't interest me at the moment um, I've looked at Edward but I'm worried about his minutes because there's about six different players trying to play up front yeah. for Palace at the minute um, and then the other one I've been looking at is actually Jimenez but they've got two hard games before their double game week so I think I would have to just it just be a hold with him if I did bring him in so I'm not sure at the moment yeah, a player that's caught my eye around that price point, Stephen, is Breuer from Air Southampton. Unfortunately, Tottenham, Man United, Everton is his next three, so it's not too tasty now. But, I mean, that's followed by Norwich, Villa, Watford and Burnley. Breuer is definitely on the watch list for me, I think, if I do decide to come away from our main man, Dennis. But yeah. that double in 26 for Watford, although it's not very tasty, he's probably going to play for me. And then he's an easy move on. It's an easy switch. But we'll just have to see what the fixtures look like in them weeks, mate, because it's probably just making even thinking about moving on your third your third striker when there could be some lovely doubles coming up and you can just bench them. That's it. I mean, I do really like Breuer. I think he's going to be a really good option in Southampton. have got a nice fixture swing coming up in about three game weeks' time. So mm-hmm. that's, that's why I'm going to hold on to Livermento for now as well. I don't see anyone around his price bracket that's worth bringing in. And just a little bit on Breuer. He's an absolute baller as well, by the way. I would love him at the tune. Like I think we should try and get try and sign him at the end of the season. We'll just sign anyone that looks half decent. <laughs> How much was the bid for Broya? I'm sure Southampton said they went in with a, like a twenty odd million bid for him. I think I think that's a reasonable I, price for him. I deny you know, He's a young and he's looking good. He's I think players who play for like Chelsea and whatnot if they get loaned out to a Premier League team rather than a Championship team, it means they've got a little bit about them. I think in a few years' time you might be looking at like. You see players who are like on the fringes of Chelsea getting going up for stupid money, really, don't you? Sometimes, I mean, Tammy Abraham, it. although he had a decent season at one point, he still went for like 30-odd million. There's players there that don't play a great deal but still go for quite a bit of money because people know what they're about. Breyer's one of them. He's not going to get into that team ahead of Lukaku, but you could still probably get 30, 35 million from him in a couple of years' time if he has another good season next year, for example, or loan somewhere. Yeah, definitely. When I say reasonable, I think it's like a decent price. That, to be honest, anything up to thirty-five million, I, I would definitely pay it. I heard that they've actually got a buyback clause for Tammy Abraham as well for about seventy odd million. So that's an interesting one. I know they've got one for Livermore, but obviously he was just like a sucker and see sort of thing. But he's doing all right. But I can't imagine them getting them back anytime soon. Not with James being there. Now, nah, if he was on the left, maybe if he played left back, I think they would try and get him back because they're yeah. desperate at the minute. So we've talked a little bit about. Double game week 25, although it is probably the smallest double game week that you're going to get in FPL history with just two teams doubling. Is it worth any of the listeners trying to ram in those Brighton or Man United players? I know we've discussed that we might try and get one in, but really looking long term, it might not be a good idea. If you're sitting there with two transfers now, you need to make one. Should you be saving those transfers up to get a Man United or Brighton player in, or do you think it's just easy to pass it? Um, I would try and get one Man United player in. I would say Brighton, you don't need to try and force for that. They've got Watford away, Man United away, so they're not amazing fixtures for them. I'm sitting with Sanchez at the moment, so yeah, I'm happy to keep him and play him that week, but I wouldn't be going out my way to get a Brighton player in. Um, but yeah, Man United, I would look to try and get one of their players in, preferably Ronaldo or Fernandes, I think at this point, are the, the only two um, forward options that you would look at. Defensively, if you if you haven't got a free transfer, then I wouldn't waste it on a defender. I think actually, if you are looking to do that, 
that Fernandez is probably the best option because, as you've mentioned before, place Ola for Salah, straight to Salah in game week 26. Bob's your That's uncle, there is your aunt, and you've got it in <laughs> one place. Rather than if you get Ronaldo in, you need to find a way to make two transfers before game week 26 if you are looking to get Salah in. So it just, just looks like a better option. I can imagine quite a lot of people might be in that boat as well, to be honest, Stephen. Yeah. Definitely, that's what I'm looking at at the moment. But I think I'm going to wait until later on this evening to decide what to do. It is only six o'clock on a Monday evening, so there's plenty of time left. Plenty of time left. The game week starts tomorrow, man. <laughs> Aye, still plenty of time, man. <laughs> yes, um, we've talked quite a bit there about things coming up, how we're getting on so far. So I think we're at that time, mate, where we like our pods to stay nice and quick, nice and short. We might round it up there. Yeah, it's been canny. It's been nice to be back. It's been a long time coming. Yes, yes, and we will be back and we will be consistent, mate. Every Monday or Tuesday, we should probably actually set a set date, to be honest with you, so that we can just get it out and then everybody can expect to hear on the same day every week. But we'll say Monday or Tuesday, you know, my life is a little bit hectic at the moment. Not only did I have a baby, well, I didn't have a baby, but not only did a baby come into my life, but I started a new job the week before, so everything's a bit mad. But if we can say Mondays or Tuesdays, the listeners, I hope they can understand that that's how it's going to be. Yeah, no, definitely. I'm happy with that. Um, I think we'll have a bit more to talk about next week as well because there'll be two game weeks that would have passed by then, I believe, or near enough passing by then. So we'll we'll be previewing game week 26, which will be the big doubler. Yeah, and I think when, you know, the games are coming nice and quick and quick and fast and it feels like there's no postponements on the horizon. FA Cup's postponed for a few weeks to go yet and it just feels like you can get back into the groove of FPL, get excited again, get a bit more, just have a bit more fun on the podcast rather than just awaiting these postponements and being like, oh yeah, okay, FA Cup's coming soon. So a bit more energy in the podcast from going forward because there's plenty of football to talk about. And Newcastle might stay up now. That's you know what it is you're not even you're saying you're saying that to be pedantic, but that's partly the reason why I probably feel like I have got a little bit more energy about this. I've got a All little right. bit more to look forward to in my own footballing interests. That the FBL interests just seem a lot more fun. You might even have a two and player in sooner. Don't take the piss yet. I, fat chance of that. Yeah, very fat chance of that. I mean, the fixtures <laughs> don't look nice. They just one good, one one bad, one one good, one one bad one. So yeah. But don't get Javi, get rid of Javier Manquillo, because I don't think he'll be playing much. <laughs> so yeah, we'll round that up there, Stephen. Thank you very much to all the listeners listening. Follow us at Jory's FPL. We've got, we have Stupid Crack. We'll post the podcast there. We'll talk about Fantasy Champman there. If you're not playing Fantasy Champman yet, it doesn't matter when you join, really, because it's not too serious, and you can join anytime and still have all the fun with it. Yeah, it's been nice. Cheers for listening, guys. Catch us next week. And yes, the baby is crying right now. I hope you can't hear it, but ciao for now, everybody. See you later.